1: Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another podcast episode dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. Uh, I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving weekend, extended weekend. If you had some time off of work, filled up the belly. And back to some Avalanche hockey. Uh, I don't think we've done a show since before the Edmonton game, right before Thanksgiving. So. Uh, Avalanche with a very good week of games, and uh, we'll kind of touch on uh, all three of those games. Uh, We will be talking about the uh, Thanksgiving break, not the Thanksgiving break, but games leading up to Thanksgiving, where the standings are, um, and what that means for your playoff push, Um, which, strangely enough, if you're in a playoff spot around Thanksgiving time, you're more likely than not to get a playoff berth. Uh, we'll kind of talk about that. Uh, the all-star... Uh, NHL has put up their all-star voting for captains. Uh, obviously, that's something that is uh, of interest to a couple Avalanche players. Um, the the Devils have kind of made it known that Taylor Hall is available. Um, so we'll get into that and if the Avalanche are buyers for him um, and what maybe some package deals they could send the devil's way to get Taylor Hall. So we will kind of got a a jam-packed show for you tonight or today or this morning, again, whenever you may be listening. Uh, But first things first, social media. Follow me on the Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche, the Instagram, Locked on Avalanche. Send emails to the Gmail, Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And there is a Facebook page, though. I don't really do much with Facebook. (laughs) I try not to anymore. Uh, You can just search Lockdown Avalanche and follow us on Facebook. So the uh, previous week for Colorado, three games, three victories, Um, and that's something that they needed to have happen after a uh, minor losing streak. Uh, If we back up to the Euler game, all three of these games, they were very dominant. Uh, the Oiler the game, 4-1, to one, they win that game. Um, of course, Nathan McKinnon, a couple points. Uh, let's see, Kadri with a goal, Nieto with a goal, and Logan O'Connor coming through with a goal in the end there. Um, and once again, our minor league system is holding their own. And I we talk about it over and over and over again, but it's still impressive what this team is doing with their minor league players Coming up to the big time and uh, putting in good minutes, putting on uh, good shifts. And uh, O'Connor is just another one who uh, had his opportunity and, and he, you know, at least in the Edmonton game, is taking advantage of it. Um, same thing with Callie Rosen. He, he was called up, he had an assist in that game. Um, and our boy, Kale McCarr, had nothing. So, again, this is a full team effort. We always want to uh, tout McCarr. And McKinnon, uh, and rightly so. Um, but I think, you know, McKinnon's always going to have his say in a game. There's times where he doesn't score, um, it's seldom, but there are times where he doesn't score. But he still has a major impact and influence on that game. Same thing with Cal McCarr. He might not have scored in this game, he had a big impact. Um, and then we move along to the first of the back to back against the Chicago Blackhawks. First one in Chicago, Avininch, <laughs> Avalanche dominant pretty much from start to finish in that one. Uh, five to two. Uh, McKinnon with a four point game. Comfer with a three point game. Uh, McCarr got a goal, I believe, in that one. Um, and Achuskin got a really beautiful goal, which um, he, I don't want to say he's starting to play better. He's been playing better or he's been playing good for the better part of the season. Um, like we said, it just hadn't shown up on the stat sheet, but it's starting to seems like it's starting to come together and he's starting to, um, have some confidence in his game and the back part of the back to back. Um, obviously this time back in Colorado, this was Saturday night. Um, and once again, Colorado just picked up where they, well, I, I don't want to say they picked up where they left off because they gave up a shorthanded goal early on, uh, branded sod had a a, it was a beautiful pass I can't remember who passed it to him but he was flying down center ice and um, whoever passed it to him that was a gorgeous pass and Colorado was down early on a shorthanded goal you obviously don't like to see those they're gonna happen but um that's this team did anybody really feel um concerned about being down one nothing I think that Short-handed goal happened a minute and a half in um did anybody really feel concerned that uh-oh we might not win this we might not get on the board no uh this is a dangerous team and even without those guys back and and you know i'm i'm leaving out the big part of this game uh purposely right now because i'll talk about that in a minute but um did anybody really feel like okay chicago's up one nothing Are we, you know, biting our nails? Are we shaking in our shoes? No. And relatively quickly, uh, a few minutes later, Nazem Kadri got one of uh, two goals back-to-back for him. Uh, I think they were a few minutes apart. Um, And the first one was assisted by our good friend uh, and back on the ice, Miko Rantanen. Um, He... Didn't play the Friday game, and I think that was a, a good choice. Why have your first game back be a back-to-back? That doesn't really make much sense. You, you, you Being out as long as he was and the injury that he had, um, you don't want to test him in a back-to-back. So um, I went on the Blackhawks, the Locked On uh, Blackhawks podcast, and, and that we recorded that Tuesday night and... Um, and I had the feeling that he was going to come back Saturday. They really hadn't said anything then. Well, they did say he wasn't coming, but they definitely wasn't coming back for the Oiler game. We knew that. Um, and it just didn't make sense to bring him back and play him in a back-to-back. Why, why would you do that? You're testing time and live action. No need to press that uh, one game right after the other. So why not wait an extra game, have an extra day, and have your first game back be on home ice? Why not? Have the home crowd behind you. Um, I'm not going to say that's what, you know, motivated McKin, um, but, uh, he looked damn good. Um, and, and, and you can tell those, if he came back in the oiler game, who knows? I'm sure he probably could have, if this was like a a playoff must win game, he probably would have played that game. We're still in November at the time we were. Um, so take the extra couple days and he looked um, it, this is twice now that w- that we, we we haven't seen Mikko Rantanen when they had the whole contract thing in the offseason, and he signed right before the season started, and bam, got off to a really hot start. Had the injury, out for 16 games or something like that. Uh, comes back, bam, four-point game in game one. Three assists and a goal. All of them were just beautiful just unbelievable stick handling, quick hands, Miko Rantanen. Um, it, it's just it, it, it's incredible what this guy can do and what he brings to this team. And it's just one more piece of the puzzle that we are getting back, and hopefully we keep getting these puzzle pieces back. And they're 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 on a they're on a good stretch right now, three game win streak. They don't play till Wednesday. In Toronto, I want to say. Uh, let me double check on that really quick. I'm almost positive they do have a short, um, a short road stretch coming up. Here we go. Yeah, in Toronto on December fourth, very next day in Montreal, one day off, and then a date with the Bruins. So that's three, and then they come home to play uh, Calgary. So. Three games in four days against Toronto, against Montreal, then the day off, and then the Bruins. This is—I mean—we're not going to say this is a, the beginning of the season when they had that. It was a five or six game road road trip, the very beginning of the season. And I said that in the show and during that time frame. That's uh, teams haven't got their legs yet. Um, you know, they they went into Washington and really took it to the Capitals. They went into Tampa Bay and did the same thing, but now look at Washington. Um I don't really know how, how Tampa Bay's doing. Let me just look up their standings. I don't really keep track of what Tampa Bay's doing. Um and they're coming around a little bit, it seems like. But well, they've lost three in a row, so there you go. But yeah, lo- look at look at the capitals. Capitals are, are flying high. Four losses and one of them are to the avalanche. Um so we'll we'll pay attention to the next time they play each other. But uh Maple Leafs gave the Avalanche a tough game last time in um, Denver, um, and you know the the first time they played Boston, uh, that was an excellent game by the Avalanche. There, that was uh, Boston's only loss for quite a while to start the season. But again, those like now, now I want to see this game again against Boston to see now Boston is really playing well. Um, this is going to be a completely different game, and they all are. You know they. Did, did anybody expect Colorado to really do what they did to Chicago in back-to-back games and manhandle them the way that they did? It typically doesn't happen that way. Um, teams make adjustments when you're doing back-to-backs, and, and then usually, I don't want to say, you know, the, the team can win both games many times. It happens all the time, but usually they're not blowouts like that. So um, does that speak to what the avalanche, how the avalanche are playing, or does that speak to, you know, the struggles that Col- um, Chicago are going through and it's probably a little bit of both, I would say. Uh, but for right now, it was a very good week for Colorado. Like I said, three, three wins in the week uh, for the month. The Avs, I believe, went eight and six. Um, let's bring up some stats for the, for the month. Because, you know, obviously, here we go. So, obviously, it was led by McKinnon. 25 points for the week, or for the month. For, yeah, for the week. That'd be incredible. Um, for the month for him. He was named the second star of the month, uh, and Connor McDavid was number one. We have to get that switched at some point. Uh, Kamel Carr, 16 points on seven goals, nine assists, and I think he has 26 points for the season. So 16 of his 26 points came in November. Uh, Jonas Donskoy, very impressive, 14 points on six goals, eight assists. Um, and Burakovsky continues to play well 12 points for him on 7 goals and 5 assists And Kadri with 12 points And he flipped it, he had 5 goals and 7 assists So it's one, two, three, four, five 5 players with double digit points uh, On the month of November for, for Colorado Again, amazing pickups in the offseason Between the, the pickups that they have in the offseason season. And three of those guys right there, Donskoy, Burakovsky, and Kadri, are were the big pickups that they had. I mean, if you want to throw Belmari, but he got he got injured in that uh, nasty collision, so he's not really on here that much. He only had a point all month long. But what are you gonna do? Um, those three guys, the the pickups, and uh, the the guys coming from the minor leagues. Now the guys from the minor leagues aren't blowing up the stat sheet, but they're playing well. And as a whole, you have to be very pleased with what the Colorado Avalanche have done, weathering the storm, weathering the injury storm in the month of November.
0: My name is Paul Stewart, a third-generation Irishman from Dorchester, Mass. I made it to the NHL as both a player and a referee. I was even elected to the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. When I was skating, I had my share of lumps and bumps. I gave a few back, too. As a stand-up old-school guy, I've always been hesitant to try fads, but recently I became a big fan of a company called Easy Feeling Wellness. A hockey buddy sent me 1,000 milligrams of intensive relief rub. Easy Feeling markets a line of natural plant-based hemp extract products, including gummies, soft gels with melatonin, and tinctures. Their motto is to enjoy every day, which all of us banged-up baby boomers and old skaters can relate to. Easy Feeling products are non-addictive. They don't get you high, and they're perfectly legal. Give easy feeling a try by going to easyfeelingwellness.com. They will even give you 20% off your first order by using my special code, PS20. Easy feeling wellness. Enjoy every day.
2: Don't Luca now,
0: but the Los Angeles
2: Clippers might be in trouble. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter that Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson missed two training camp practices due to a groin injury. Listen to Locked On Ravens for the latest on the reigning MVP and why the team released Earl Thomas. Local experts on the biggest stories. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: All right. And uh, speaking of November, there's a, uh, a rule. I don't want to say it's a rule, but they, they've kind of given it the designation as a rule of a rule, of the Thanksgiving Day rule. And amazingly enough, if you are in a playoff spot, uh, this might be not news to some people out there, it might be news to others. Um, if you're in a playoff spot, one of the 16 teams that can make the playoffs uh, for the NHL by Thanksgiving Day, you have... Pretty much have a seventy-five to eighty percent chance of making the playoffs. That's incredible because we're only a couple months into the season, um, and you know there's no parity like the the parity in the NHL. Just the four major sports alone, uh, baseball, because of the way the schedule is, um, and you're, you're playing two, three, or four games against the same team. Uh, chances are, you a, a lower team is going to be a playoff caliber team, maybe one of those four games. If they split that series two to two, I mean, it's not going to send shockwaves through that league football. um, If you have a a lowly team beat, um, you know, somebody like the new England Patriots or the Pittsburgh Steelers or something like that, that might raise eyebrows. Um, And in basketball, same thing like it's not like because there's so many games in a basketball season um it's not going to be dwelled on like it would for a football season um playing just one game a week obviously something in basketball if a team that's like the New York Knicks beat Golden State which I don't know how I don't really pay attention to basketball so I don't know how Golden State I don't think Golden State is doing that well this year but let's just say Golden State of the past number of seasons if that happens that will raise an eyebrow for a few days in hockey it doesn't really happen like the the parody is there if you know i'm not knocking on the kings or anything like that but um, they haven't really been playing well if they beat the washington capitals i think people would just kind of say like oh wow and then go about their day Um, it's not expected but it happens all the time more so in hockey than any other sport so it's relatively incredible um, if you are in a playoff spot come Thanksgiving, what, two and a half months into the season, um, that you have a 75 to 80% chance of making the playoffs. And this is not just something that's new. This goes back years. Um, so I, I looked up on uh, The Athletic, and right now, they, because we are past, obviously, Thanksgiving, they kind of have the percentages out. Um, and I won't go through all the teams, obviously, I'll just go through the important one, which is Colorado. And right now they have Colorado as an 89.2% chance of making the playoffs. And this is what they say. Again, this is from the Atlantic. The Avalanche don't have a very strong un, don't, that, excuse me, the Avalanche don't have very strong underlying numbers, but they do have plenty of points banked despite missing their two best players for lengthy periods. One of whom should be very back very soon. and obviously he is Miko. This is a legitimate contender when fully healthy though very high in PDO, is a bit concerning given the team's meddling, uh, middling expected goals rate. That's gone up. Um, this was written two, three days ago. You know, So they obviously played a couple games with <clears throat> five goals in one game, seven in another. But still, um, they can score. It's just... I still can't get over how um, a team who is out of maybe just a couple points out of it. (laughs) It's come Thanksgiving time. Uh, Maybe just stop playing. (laughs) No, I'm kidding, but it's, it's still one of the great mysteries of the NHL um, on the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving rule. Um, So again, November is over. Avalanche eight and six. Congratulations to Nathan McKinnon being the second star. Congratulations to Kale McCarr on being the rookie of the month. Um, he has that Calder locked up. Probably doesn't have to play the rest of the season to get it, um, but he will, and I'm happy he will because it's he's enjoyable to watch. We might be getting a couple more players back that we can watch as well in Gabe Landeskog and Matt Calvert. Um, this short trip that we I just mentioned in the last segment, uh, the three day road road stretch. I believe Coach Bednar has said that they both both of them. Gabe Landeskog and Matt Calvert will be joining the team on that trip. What does that mean? It means they're going to be joining the team for that trip. Doesn't necessarily going to mean they're playing, but it means that they're close and they will be monitoring them. And um, I haven't seen any video on Matt Calvert, um, but I've seen video on Landeskog. Um, he he looks like again. If this was closer to the end of the season and the Avs needed points, I think he would be playing Wednesday against uh, Toronto is there an outside shot that they play in Boston um, I don't the Matt Calvert thing is very odd again because they are not really giving us updates on him um, or really what happened to him in general we have more kind of a better idea of what Landeskog went through um, so I think uh, I think he'll be back do, do I do I think there's an outside chance in the Boston game yeah uh, if he's joining the team I can't I don't want to say. I think he'd come back in the Toronto game, um, but I think uh, if both of them are joining, then let's let's just say, hey, they should be on the ice before this road trip is over, and we'll see you in Boston. And despite Gabe Landeskog not really having a lot of games under his belt so far this season, he he is an option if you want to head over to NHL.com um, and pick who you think the captain should be for all of the divisions. And uh, Gabe Landeskog is an option for the Central Division. So is Miko Rantanen, so is Nathan McKinnon, and so is Cal McCarr. Uh, So I don't know. Last year, Landeskog got in by fan voting. Um, I I don't think he would get in this year. Um, I, I think, you know, obviously McKinnon and I think McCarr are locks. Uh, I think maybe there's enough games to be played and and the short amount of games that he's already played in Miko Ranton and Rantanen, uh, how much he's impressed in those few games that he's played. I think there's an outside outside shot he could get in. Um, so I think definitely two, maybe three. I doubt four will be representing Colorado. <laughs> My cat's here too uh, at, the, uh, at the All-Star game this year. So you can go to NHL.com, vote for who you think should be the captain. Uh, even the Avalanche have come out on Twitter and kind of backed. It's kind of funny. They're backing uh, McKinnon over Makar on who you should vote for. Uh, they're kind of saying, hey, vote for uh, McKinnon as the captain. That way we can guarantee Makar getting in the game as well. I just thought that was funny rather than just say, Hey, let's, you know, vote for who you think deserves it. They're basically telling you, let's not split our vote. Let's all come together, um, as a fan base and vote for McKinnon and let's face like McKinnon deserves it (laughs) to be the captain. I'm sure McCarr, uh, might be at some point in the future. Maybe not. As long as these two are both on the same team, but, um, yeah, so go vote. I think you can vote every day. Last year, I don't know if they changed it, but last year you could vote up to like five times a day. Um, I never got that because it's all like relative. You know, whether you're voting once a day or whether you're voting five times a day, it doesn't really, shouldn't really change the outcome because everybody's going to vote however many times you tell them to vote. At least I would think they would. If you tell them to vote 10 times a day, they're going to vote 10 times a day. So what's the difference between once, five times, or 10 times? But it is what it is, so... Go vote. Go vote for whoever you want. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what the Colorado Avalanche are telling you to do and vote for McKinnon. Vote for who you want to vote for, but just make sure it's McKinnon or McCarr. All right. So the big thing, which once the interwebs gets a hold of it, um, it kind of takes on a mind of its own and get ready for nothing but Taylor Hall trade talk from now until he gets traded and I think it's almost inevitable that he will get traded. So we won't say if he gets traded. We will say when he gets traded. And of course, the Avalanche are going to be the hotbed team um, for him to go to, among other teams. It's not you know it's not just going to be just Colorado and that's it. But Colorado has a lot of bargaining chips um, to bring in Taylor Hall. And the question is, should they? Should they give up everything that they've built up right now since the Duchesne trade um, and and get rid of some of those pieces to bring in Taylor Hall, which could be for a rental? We don't know. Um, There's a lot of pieces here. I'm not going to go into all of them right now and all the different possible outcomes. That would just go on way too long and bore some people. But should the Avalanche do this? If the... What the Devils are asking for is not extravagant? Absolutely. Will what the Devils be asking for be extravagant? Most likely. Number one, I think the only people that the Avalanche have to blame for that is themselves because of what they pulled off in the Duchesne trade. Now, every other team sees what they did, and when they have a superstar player like Taylor Hall is that wants out, um teams are going to want a kings ransom. Um and thanks to Colorado pulling it off, now this is they they pretty much have created look. Kings ransom trades happen all the time. Well, I shouldn't say that. They they don't happen all the time. Like they the kind of the asking price comes down after uh you know a, a certain period of time. And it did not for for Joe Sakic. He stuck to his guns and he told Matt Duchesne in the beginning I need you to be patient through this. Um, and I think the reason he said it is because, like, I know what I want, and that's what I'm going to get. And he held out, and he got it. So now other teams are going to do that same thing. They have a little bit less time, well, a lot less time with Taylor Hall because uh, his contract is running out. So um, they got to act somewhat quickly. But what did the Avalanche do? I think... A lot of this, and this is with any team, not just Colorado, but we're just going to say speak for Colorado because that's what this show is about. If you're getting him and you're only going to get him for a rental, I think there's going to be two deals on the table. One is if you're able to sign him to an extension, and two is if you don't. If you sign him to an extension, here's another player, here's another pick, whatever the case may be. If you don't sign him to extension, whatever you trade, whatever changes hands at that point in time, when you do the trade, that's it. I think both are good options for the Avalanche. If you're in the position that they should be in, come the end of the season, you're in this to win Stanley Cups. He he makes you in immediate top of the of the line team. They are they're hovering on that right now, and I think most people would say they're they're in the upper echelon of teams. He catapults them to the top of that. And makes them even a a more dangerous and more scarier team if they can get him on board. Do they sign him to a long term deal? I I can't be the GM of that. I, obviously, if you're bringing him in, you want him to sign a long term deal. But what do you give up? Um, I, I let's see. The Devils have, have I've read places that they when he was going to be drafted eventually the avalanche got him in martin kout i've read that they liked him at that time maybe they still do he's not really panning out the way the avalanche want him to but he's still young he's still teachable do the devils take him on that do they ask for bone by him? um if they do do you give that up it's not out of the realm of possibilities that they give up byram um because like he's obviously he's, he's he's young, he has a ton of potential, but the avalanche have a gluttony of riches at the defensive end. Is that a possibility? Yeah, it is. i I would entertain that. Call me crazy. I would entertain it. But you have to know ahead of time, you're not just gonna give up him not really knowing what uh, Taylor Hall's intentions are. And Taylor Hall has a agent, I don't remember his name who uh, does not like to do deals midseason. He likes to have his players go into free agency. And Taylor Hall's that guy that is will, will command big money come time. Avalanche have some money to play with. I don't know what their situation is at the end of this year. That all, you know, we'll cover that towards the end of the season. They would have to make moves, obviously, to free up some more money for him. And you still have McKinnon on, th- what, three... Four years left on his insanely uh, lenient deal for the Avalanche. I don't know. This this is going to be talked about until it happens. I think the Avalanche are uh, a big player in this. I think they would welcome him. I think they would be willing to give up some of these players that they have and draft picks that they've stockpiled and players that they have at different levels of hockey right now to get Taylor Hall to win a championship, because in any sport, you have a short and finite amount of time to win championships. And Colorado's in a good spot where we're keep saying, like, for the next five, six, seven, eight plus years, if they can keep signing these guys, obviously that's a big if, keep the, the nucleus of what they have together, um, they could win a number of championships easier said than done, of course, but they're in a great position to do that. Bring in Taylor Hall. It only helps you. I say do it, depending on what the asking price is. You don't wanna go crazy, obviously. But they have not built up all of these players, all of these picks, and if you gotta give some away to get a player like him, I say do it. So, we'll see. I'm sure we will have many updates on this as it gets closer to the deadline. Um, Cause let's get real, this is not gonna happen. Uh, overnight, this th- all of this just broke a couple days ago, and it's not going to be done by the end of the, uh, the end of the week. Probably not even end of the month. This is, I think, going to go down to uh, uh, draft or excuse me, um, trade deadline because the Devils are going to hold out for as much as they can, as long as they can. So um, it'll be interesting. So that is it for today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, no, no game until Wednesday, like we said. So we don't really need to preview anything. Um, and we'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully you have some updates, more injury updates like we do every day. seems like we have updates on injuries. So, um, But I'm sure there will be some more news breaking, and we will cover it all in tomorrow. But until then, here is Joby.
2: Go, Abs, go.